That's why I advocate revenge. That's why this podcast, because people that have been here from the beginning know the underlying theme of this podcast is get your fucking revenge. Now listen, I'm not saying revenge should be your first option, okay? Because it, it ultimately, it's bad for you. It's bad for your spirit. It's going to be collateral damage. You know, it's a, it's a lot of emotional goddamn labor. But, but revenge, it, revenge is just budget justice. When you can't get real justice, you got you need some get back. That's how I feel. And we're back. Welcome back, BS with Brian Simpson, episode ninety. Don't forget if you got any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, or stories of revenge, you can email us at BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com. Um, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-451-1980. If you leave a comment on um, the YouTube, I will see it, but I will probably not respond to it. If you leave a comment on social medias, I almost definitely won't respond to it, but I might see it, you know, but I don't, I don't have time to, you know. So if you want to, if you want me to respond, email us at bswithbrandsimpson at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 323-451-1980 or you can leave us a voice note. You can record a note and email that to us if you're outside of uh, the United States. Um, <clears throat> yeah, sorry about last week. I'm on, on my way here. I ran over a rock and it it, it split my tire and cracked my rim. Um, cost me a lot of money on a brand new car. Uh, but... We're back. We're back. And I couldn't, you know, here's what's so fucked up is uh, this car has these plastic, uh, it had these plastic caps on the on the nuts. So, and you have to have this special little tool to pull it off. And it was the, it was the one piece missing from my tool kit that was in the car. You know what I mean? Like all the little pieces, all the, this comes with a little bag of tools for changing a tire. They didn't give it to you? It wasn't in there. But cars in the shop for a few days or whatever, they fixed it real, actually pretty quick. Actually, um, Audi roadside assistance was pretty awesome. Um, and they fixed it real quick. And then I'm going through the trunk, like moving all my shit from the loaner car back into the trunk, and it's in that motherfucker. It was just wasn't It wasn't in the kit. It was just in the, in the little – it wasn't where it was supposed to be. So that it, you know, I would have changed the tire, came here, did the podcast, and then drove to the dealership and left. left but I couldn't do that; I had to have it towed. So, um, and yeah, and all from this, these little plastic things. I don't know if I ask for those. Is that a bonus item, or if they just do that to all of them? It's just this little plastic shit. It's it's so stupid. Um, anyway, uh, we're back. We're back. Um, any. Any elephants in the room? Actually, there was just an explosion in Virginia somewhere. A house exploded. In Alexandria, right? Yeah, but I don't know nothing about that. And, of course, the fucking stupid-ass news was like, mere miles from the White House. And it's like, you know, just to get people to look. At the, I, hate, I fucking hate the media. <laughs> I really do. That's why I, don't, that's why I don't fucking read. All of them do it. They all exaggerate and embellish. And it's like, it has nothing to do with the White House. It was a house in Virginia. But a lot of Americans aren't aware of just how close the White House is to Virginia and Maryland. It's literally wrapped in those two states because both of those states donated, um, I think, six square miles or five and five square miles to, the cap- to build the Capitol. So D.C. is literally wrapped in Maryland and Virginia. So... Just them saying it's five miles from the White House, it's just them not saying it's in Virginia. You know what I mean? Which is, which yeah. is fucking. That's why I hate these fucking cunts. These people at these like, and I believe remember years ago when that list came out of professions that have uh, sociopaths in them, mm-hmm. and journalists was right up there. It, it, it was in the top five, if I'm not mistaken. You looking it up right now? I, I'm looking it up right now, and I also found the ar- an article about the uh, the house explosion in Arlington. So it's at the top uh, okay. of the Trello. Okay, well tell me where jur- tell me where journalists are, let, lie in the psychopath in, in the uh, in the sociopath tree on the, on that list. 
It's like surgeon, um, journalist. CEO. Yeah, so CEO psycho, psychopaths, it goes number one, CEO, number two, lawyer, media personality, salesperson, surgeon, journalist is number six. Mm, wait a minute, do I count as a media personality? It says TV radio. I think you do. I think you do, my friend. Mm-hmm. But it, well, it doesn't say performer, though. It just says so maybe that means like people who are in media, you know, Murdoch's or what have you. No, I think it means us. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, uh, the guy was shooting off flares. You said, yeah, he uh, police went to the house because he had shot thirty to forty flares from inside his house into the neighborhood surrounding his house. And when they um, they got a, they got a warrant to go into the house, and when they went in there, there were shots fired, and then the house exploded. Holy shit. Maybe they were doing it. Maybe this is a good time to rob a bank. You know, like it was part of like you saw Die Hard 2, right? Mm-hmm. Or Die Hard 3. Which one uh, was it three. where they. The... Die Hard with a Vengeance, where they. Uh, which was originally Simon Says. And then they just were like, Let, let's just put John McClane in it. You're talking about the one with really? um, Sam, Sam Jackson, right? Yeah. It was originally Simon Says. Yeah, yeah. It was originally a different movie, and then I think they bought that script, and they were just like, "Stick John McClane in it; it'll make ten times as much money." Which they were right. Well, they were right. Yeah, and it was a good movie. Yeah. And Although I, guess I mean, you like, can make. That's like every Die Hard, right? Is like there's one big obvious uh, crime that happens, and it's really just to get all the police chasing their tails on that one, so that they can do the real crime, right? Isn't that what the first Die Hard's about? I, yeah, I mean the Die Hard, the original Die Hard is really about the power of friendship <laughs> and Christmas magic, right? Um, uh, and, and yeah, and listen, you know, you you if you throw Bruce Willis in any movie and have him say Die Hard or Yippee Ki Yay, you know, it's a Die Hard movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you watch any of those uh, geezer geezer teasers that he was in towards the end there? No, what do you mean? Well, so you know Bruce Willis what's a ge- has like what's, a, what's a what's a what's a geezer teaser? A geezer teaser, I believe that term was coined by Red Letter Media, but they um you know, they have all these streaming movies that are super cheapo movies and they pay I think towards the end of his career because you know Bruce Willis has that degenerative neurological condition where he's like not right, he, can't, he can't talk yeah 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 so towards the end there though they were he was just trying to make as much money as possible for his family which is very honorable in my estimation and so his day rate is like a million dollars so they would take these crappy scripts pay bruce willis a million dollars feed him his lines in an earpiece he would be there for a day and then they put him on the poster so that when you're scrolling through Amazon or whatever, then you see you see that and it's like, oh, it's a Bruce Willis movie. And you click on it and it's some terrible, you know, cheapo B movie, but uh but it's got Bruce Willis in it. So they there was like a little cottage industry of all those for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I fuck with Bruce Willis. I mean, name me a bad okay, I can name a few bad Bruce Willis movies. Actually, all those <laughs> ones you're talking about. But before that he was a pretty solid star. Yeah. I mean, he's been in some of the best movies. I mean, Sin City, Sixth Sense, Die Hard, um, Lucky Number Eleven, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. One of the best revenge movies of all time, everyone. Just so y'all know. All right. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court scrutinizes controversial opioid crisis settlement that would give Sackler family immunity. Um, Okay, what the fuck? Wait a minute, are you telling me that a a legacy billionaire family is about to get away with a crime? That's so unlike uh, unlike our country. The Supreme Court spent nearly two hours Monday morning 
grappling with whether federal bankruptcy code permits a controversial agreement that would give billions of dollars to victims of the opioid epidemic while protecting members of the Sackler family who own the company Purdue Pharma from current and future opioid-related civil lawsuits. Though much of the oral arguments in the case centered on the dry legal debate around whether a bankruptcy court judge erred when he approved the plan, justices from both sides of the ideological spectrum pushed the Justice Department, which is challenging the plan, on the fact that an overwhelming majority of people who would bring civil suits against the settlers have backed the agreement, raising questions about why the justices should second guess it. It's overwhelming. What what are they talking about? Overwhelming. Hold on, wait a minute. So you went, you telling me you went, you went to every homeless encampment. Every rehab center, you talk to every crackhead, everybody that's strung the fuck out, and most of them agree that they don't want money? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. What they talking about? What is What does the overwhelming majority mean? Um... It's overwhelming, the support for the deal, and among people who have no love for the Sacklers, liberal justice Alina Kagan said at one point, What? They've negotiated, of, of the people who think the Sacklers are the worst people on earth, they negotiated a deal which they think is the best that they can get. So why is, what, this is what I don't understand. Why is the, why is the liberal justice, Justice Brett Kavanaugh simila, similarly zeroing in on victims of the opioid epidemic with the conservative jurist at one point chastising the Justice Department attorney for not immediately bringing them up when he presented his opening argument. Your opening never mentioned the opioid victims. The opioid victims and their families overwhelmingly approve this plan because they think it will ensure prompt payment. So in those circumstances, those narrow circumstances, bankruptcy courts for 30 years have been approving plans like this, he said. But no, this, is what, this, is what, this is why this doesn't make any fucking sense to me. How do the people that are currently suing them because they want to get paid quickly, how do they agree to something that keeps other people from suing them? That don't make sense. A lawyer for the Sacklers argued that if they reject the plan, an onslaught of civil suits against the Sacklers from states and individual victims will result in very little compensation for any party. Whatever is available from the Sacklers, whether that's $3 billion, $5 billion, $6 billion, $10 billion, there are about $40 trillion in estimated claims. As soon as one plaintiff is successful, that wipes out the recovery for every other victim. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in the Supreme Court? That is why 97% of the victims agree to this non-consensual release. They have no love loss for the Sacklers. There is no body of victims. No one would more like to have retribution against the Sacklers. While the up to $6 billion deal was initially approved by a New York court in May, it was blocked from moving forward after the U.S. trustee program. Okay. Uh, we just surrounded by psychopaths. Because <laughs> lawyers were on that list, correct? And yep. all judges are lawyers, right? Wow. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand why all of those people are acting like they don't understand why this is a bad idea. (laughs) These guys made a trillion dollars. People died. What you mean all the people that would sue? How, How the fuck would you even know all the people that would sue? You have to look at everybody who was prescribed OxyContin. Yeah, but that's not everybody that was that was affected by it. That's a small, small, small fraction of people that strung out on, on opioids. Well, you right. That's I mean? that's the that's the crux of the issue here, right? Is that you have some people who were obviously injured. You have a, the full universe of people who were injured by the Sacklers is much larger than the smaller group of them that can prove it in court and show actual damages, right? So Right. The issue. So the issue is, can the the smaller group of people get fucking paid if that precludes the other people that might have more tenuous claims? They lose access to being able to make those claims. That's what the Justice Department is trying to say. It's like we should right. we should review this decision so that we protect the rights of the people who are not part of this initial smaller cluster of people who are actually getting paid. Right. And so, of course, and, and but, the Supreme Court seems yeah. like they agree. <laughs> Where they're like, well, I mean, if everyone agrees, who's everyone? <laughs> the overwhelming majority of people that were prescribed Oxycontin agree? I, I find that very difficult to believe. That you've 
they they probably sent all those motherfuckers a a a, a, a letter that looked like a you know that looked like junk mail. You know, and the letter said, if you don't reply, then we'll assume you agree or some shit like that. You know, it's some shady shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. Who the fuck's who's saying that? uh, You know, and they're going to split. I want the see, see, they lucky they ain't fuck. They lucky nobody in my family was affected by this shit. I'm looking for a reason to seek revenge. Well, maybe somebody (laughs) was. Maybe somebody was that I'm not aware of. I've seen I have friends. You know, it, it 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 really was a problem. It still is, actually. My my problem is how come none of these motherfuckers going to prison? They, it don't look like they they're not even being investigated. You know, six billion dollars is a drop in the bucket to these cunts. How much are the Sacklers worth? How much is the Sackler family worth? Sackler eleven billion dollars, according to the BMJ. That Eleven billion dollars. And this is saying how much is the billion? How much is the settlement for? Six billion. Up to six billion. Up, Up to, to six billion. Hmm. And all that money doesn't go to. So it's going to be a portion of that, and then yeah, all that money yeah. does Mo- not go to the victims. A lot of it goes to quote unquote opioid cri- opioid crisis abatement programs and stuff like that. Yeah, and and most of that money, most of the money goes to the attorneys. Yeah. Right. Let's be fair. But also, here's the problem. Look, every single American has gotten a, has gotten a class action settlement check that was like 30 cent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's what this is. You're going to get like you're fucking people out of their their retribution because the point isn't for everybody to get rich because <laughs> that never happens. No one. No one that's ever won a class action lawsuit has gotten rich except lawyers. Everybody else get 25 cent. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the point is to break the Sackler family. They worth eleven billion. Nigga, I want I want ten and a half. <laughs> I want you motherfuck I want you motherfuckers to be living in studio apartments. You know, you I want you if, if, if you got, I want you to go from the penthouse to the to, to the goddamn tenth floor, so you can feel like you moved to the hood or something. You know, relatively to them. <laughs> to take it to the, oh my god, honey, I have to. I have to walk my trash to a can. <laughs> it's uncivilized. I want to see that. When you're nine hours deep into your kaiju movie marathon, you want to be wearing something comfortable. Sheath underwear is the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. Able to withstand a movie marathon or that pickup basketball game with the guys. Sheath is super breathable and keep things cool and dry down there. The secret is the two pouches. One's for your dick and one is for your balls. It keeps everything separated so you're not a sweaty mess. I personally, all of my underwear are, are sheathed. Uh, if it wouldn't get us demonetized, I would I would show you. Um, I, I, I keep my pouch, I keep my balls in one of the pouches, and it just feels like the way it's supposed to be. Um, in fact, I got some underwear um, for my birthday, and I threw them away. Because I'm like, why do I don't, I don't want regular drawers no more. I want the sheath. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I need my balls not touching my leg. And you don't realize how you're living until that's not happening to you. You don't realize what, like, you, you're basically a caveman. Um, no dick, no problem. <laughs> no dick, no problem. Sheath also has stuff for the ladies, like sports bras, bikini briefs, and boy shorts. Go to sheathunderwear.com and use code BS to get 20% off your first order. Plus, Sheath Underwear is 100% money-back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com. Get Sheath Underwear, support the show, support your balls. That's why I advocate revenge. (laughs) That's why this podcast, because people that have been here from the beginning know the underlying theme of this podcast is get your fucking revenge. Now, listen, I'm not saying revenge should be your first option. Okay, because it it ultimately it's bad for you. It's bad for your spirit. It's gonna be collateral damage. You know, it's a it's a lot of emotional goddamn labor. But but revenge, it, revenge is just budget justice. When you can't get real justice, you got you need some get back. That's how I feel. So I empathize with anybody, especially a well thought out revenge plan. I need to I need to publish my list of rules for for great revenge because um, I can't remember them all off the top of my head. But the main ones are 
Um, Like, the perfect revenge is, one, you get away with it. You have to get away with it. You can't You can't be on some, you, you know, you can't run up on the motherfucker and shoot him in the head on live TV and go to prison. That don't make sense. Even though some people have gotten away with that. Um, honestly. Um, you know, like, I, I believe, I just was reminded of some story of a father that did that. Like, he he found out a dude was, was uh, you know, diddling his child. And then when they were taking that guy to court, he he was waiting in the airport and shot the dude in the head. And then he got like a year probation or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, but you got to get away with it. OK. Um, and, and the perfect the, the perfect thing is if not if they die. Right. But if they live and they know it was you and they can't prove it. Mm-mm-mm. Leon Gary Plowshay was an American man known for publicly killing Jeff Doucette, an accused child molester who had kidnapped and raped Plowshay's son, Jody. The killing occurred by use of a revolver on March 16, 1984, and was captured on camera by a local news crew. Plowshay was given a yeah. seven-year suspended sentence with five years probation and 300 hours of community service, receiving no prison time. Yeah, and uh, and, and uh, Plashe, and, and so what's wild is I think he put I think he put his son in karate class, okay, and mm-hmm. uh, and that guy was his karate instructor, and was and was and was diddling him, and then damn kidnapped him, and was diddling him further. Now, um, you know, and and I don't know I don't know what happened to Mister Plashe. I know he probably feels terrible, you know. Not only from what happened to his son, but the fact that like karate doesn't work, you know. <laughs> so it was like a complete, you know, it, it got nothing out of it, you know. I would like to be able to look back and go, well, at least my son is fucking deadly, but no, um, karate turns out to be pretty useless in most situations. Um, I think there's been one karate guy that was successful in the UFC, Leota Machida. I don't think there's been any other. Actually, I guess you would. Argue, I guess you could argue Wonder Boy Thompson was also a karate guy. I, I, even though I don't know if he would say that that's that's his style. But uh, but besides Leota Machida and Stephen Wonder Boy Thompson, there hasn't been any other karate guys. You know, and I've never mm-hmm. seen live like on you know like in a street fight. I've never seen karate really help anyone. You know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're better off putting your kid in wrestling or jujitsu, um, boxing, prob- boxing and some kind of grappling thing, whether that be a keto or, you know, no, not a, but anything, stri- something striking and something grappling, something real. Um, but, uh, yeah, all of the, you know, all that breathing and fucking all that shit that don't do nothing no I, and listen I grew up in you know I was born in 82 and th- that generation that's a whole generation of people that thought karate was real that thought kung fu was real that thought you could hit a motherfucker with your chi it, it's not it doesn't it doesn't work you can't throw a fireball you can't focus energy on your elbow and blow a motherfucker across the room you just, you just can't and there are people that can but that's all Weights in practice, but you know, there's people that that could back kick your ass in the next week, but as it takes years and years of practicing them kicks and all of that, you know. But but there's no superpowers, um, and you and you've seen it demonstrated. You've seen people go over there. You know, you've seen like an MMA fighter go over there and challenge like a wushu master, or show up at some dojo and fuck the master up. Like it's ha- it's happened a few times now on the internet, and it's always funny to me. Um. Uh, but yeah, it would be a shame to. I, I digress. It'd be a shame to put your kids in a martial arts class, and then they get diddled by the instructor, and then when it's all said and done, they still can't fight. You know, because if you were that guy, it, that's the other thing. Because it, it it also doesn't make sense. It's like if you were out there diddling children. You're not going to teach them all your moves because then they could defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad he's dead. 
honestly, me for one. I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad that dad got revenge. I'm glad he got away with it. Now, the guy is dead, and he doesn't know that it was him. I mean, he knew it was him right before he died. That's another thing. If you got to kill him, right before they died, they got to know it was you. They got to know it was you, you know? I've, I've, spent, I've spent an unhealthy amount of time sitting around dreaming up revenge, you know? I would, would, I would love to leave a motherfucker. I would love for somebody to wake up in a shipping container in, in the fucking South Pole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the South Pole, and it with a you know with a birthday cake that, that that says it was me, with my like with my face on it. You know. Now, eventually they're gonna have to eat that cake because it's gonna be the only thing they got. So they gonna know it was me, but they're not gonna have the evidence. And they and they probably not gonna make it back. Let's be honest. I mean, there's po- actually there's no polar bears in the South Pole. But just the cold alone will kill you, you know. And you don't know which way to go. Everything's white. You gonna be snow blind? Cause I ain't leaving you no. I ain't leaving you no damn accessories. You know. Yeah. Yeah. South Pole, Even the Antarctica survi- literally means no bears. By the way. Sorry. Antarctica mean Antarctica means no bears. Yeah. The Arctic, Arctos, Arctic is Greek. Yeah, means bears. Arctos means bears. Arctic means bears because it's where Ursa Major is. Antarctic means like antonym opposite of bears. It's the opposite side. There's no bears there. There's no Ursa Major oh, is visible. But wait, hold on. But wait, but hold on. But hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Why? <laughs> wait, aren't we making a lot of assumptions here? If ant means opposite, why are we assuming that uh, that the opposite of bears is no bears? That's a good point, man. I mean, point. the opposite of bears might be something scarier than than we than we. I mean, I would have to give it some thought. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll bring it back next week. Maybe y'all can write in and tell me what you think the opposite of bears is. Like multiple bears. Like you got a bear problem, bear a bear infestation. What do you think? It's time to ditch those old movie posters you have hanging on the walls with scotch tape. Keep your fun sense of style, but give it a serious upgrade with Displate. Displates are solid metal posters that you can install in just a few seconds. They come with a magnet that you stick to the wall, and then the Displate sticks to the magnet. It's as easy as that. Um, I have a large portion of my art is is uh, is Displate. I like how you can have the little custom shit. Like you can just basically you can send them a picture, and they will make it uh, a Displate. So you can customize. They got all kind of other shit, movies and and um, you know video games and all of that. You can you kind of make your make your area you want. It's 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 very easy. And here's the other thing: you don't got to put no fucking holes in the wall. If you're renting, which is most of America, um, or if you're in the homeless shelter, which is the rest of America, you know you can still take your display down and, and move it to another location. With such a simple mounting system, that means you can easily switch your display out. Whenever you feel like changing up your artwork, choose from tons of officially licensed designs from popular movies and shows like Star Wars, Marvel, and Stranger Things, or check out the cool landscapes, man cave designs, and even maps of your favorite cities. Thank you, Display, for sponsoring the show. Use code BS or click the link in the description to get yourself and your friends displays up to 30% off. This is our special discount that's only available for a limited time. Your discount will be automatically applied to your cart. That's code BS or click the link in the description for displays up to 30% off. So what, what, what would be the best way for them to actually die when you send them down to the South Pole in a shipping container? I mean, they'll probably die of hypothermia. Is that the best way for them to die, though, or is it better for them to starve? I don't. To death I don't know. If, I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's the best way for them to die, but that's what's gonna kill them. Okay. <laughs> you know. I mean. Uh, you know. I, I don't got to be. I don't have to be there. You know. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. they could have like a little have like a little Bluetooth speaker. I could talk to them the whole time. <laughs> You're just turning to you jigsaw. Know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's other shit you can add on to it. You know what I'm saying? You could tag on. You know, you could send them the news feed of of their family looking for them and me helping. I'm out there helping look. Yeah, please bring him home. 
That's evil. That's evil. See, why why, why do we go there, Rob? We, it's too early in the pod for this. We, what are we, 15 minutes in? And we're talking about leaving people to starve to death. And But wait a minute. But but what, let me ask you this. When I brought that up, did you think of a person? There is There is someone that you would let die that way, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What about y'all upstairs? Chime in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, we all got it. We uh, everybody knows at least one or two motherfuckers. That's why I talk. That, you know, I sound sad. That's why every time a, a large group of people die and they go, the innocent victims. Like everybody in there wasn't innocent. There's somebody <laughs> somewhere that's glad one of them motherfuckers dead. I guarantee you. Just statistically speaking, you know, somebody shoots up a mm-hmm. fucking crowd. You know, forty five people die. All of them people ain't innocent. I guess innocence is relative. Cause some of them motherfuckers guilty to somebody. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say, I'm going to say the 45 victims. I'm not going to say innocent victims. I got to know who's who. You know? I got to know who's who. Because there's a couple names that if I heard them, I'd be like, mm, yeah, well, you know. Lord working mysterious ways or whatever. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. I feel like we spent a lot of time on that on that, on that that issue. Um, I, there was one I saw right when I opened the app, and I don't see the motherfucker no more. Um, the lady that that paid the FBI agent. There, no. Wait a minute. Woman dies after falling forty eight feet through floor of home into a hidden well shaft. God damn, bitch. That is that is the un because that's that's my kind of luck. Because I, I used to think I had bad luck, but then every now and then I have remarkable luck, and then I realize, you know, if there's such a thing as luck. I what I have is I have hilarious luck. You mm. usually if something if something unusual or unlikely happens to me, it's usually the funniest thing that could have happened. <clears throat> or maybe I just see the world that I see what's funny in the situation. But I just feel like that all the time. Like whenever I'm in a situation, where I'm like, what are the fucking chances? It's always funny. You know. And I've been, I've literally been the only one in a lot of situations where something, something crazy happened, something unlikely happened. Um, but this, this is the kind of way this, I'm, I know for a fact I'm going to die like this. I'm going to die in some hilarious manner. That's why I give myself full permission to laugh at this lady. Woman dies after uh, falling 48 feet. Let's see. Police say a woman died after she fell down a well shaft under the floor of a hundred year old home in South Carolina. What was it doing there? Deputies say 83-year-old Dorothy Lewis Downey arrived at a house located on Park Avenue Sunday in a to visit and assist her daughter in moving. Wow, that's got to be devastating. And she, because first of all, first of all, who the fuck has their 83-year-old mother help them move? I mean, I mean, that's not really the first of all. That's like way, way low on the list of things that really matter here. But it it does need to be said. It's like stop. Stop this. If your 83-year-old mother's the only one available to help you move, then you probably can't afford that house. Um, as she was walking into the kitchen, Downey stepped onto the weakened floor and fell through into a well shaft. <laughs> That's so that is so fucked up. That is so fucked up. Listen, if Miss Downey is anything like me and she has hilarious luck, she would think she would think this was funny as well. Downey's daughter crawled under the house to try and locate her mother, but she could not find her. Deputy said, according to Oakland County property records, the house was originally built in 1920. Deputy said the family knew the floor was rotten, but it's unknown if the family knew about the well shaft. The coroner ruled Downey's death as accidental. How the fuck would the coroner know? <laughs> you weren't there, motherfuckers. <laughs> It was a, for all you know, they could have lured their 83-year-old mother. They probably couldn't afford the house. It was like, Mom, come help us move. Oh, no, that floor is fine. Um, so, she, so, you know, so they could get the dang on insurance and pay for the house. Anyway, the Salem Fire Department and Oconee Emergency Services extricated the woman from the well at around 5.45 p.m. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. That's So many mistakes were made here. They knew the floor was rotten, but you had your old-ass mother walking on it. You bought a house. You never looked at the plans. You don't know there's a well under the house. 
or you knew there was a well in the house. Like what I'm what I'm trying to figure out is how did your mother how was your mother standing over the exact spot where the well is on a floor you knew was weak and rotten? Rotten was the <laughs> word they used. That don't make sense to me. That don't make sense to me. But kudos on having a good relationship with your mother. I know a lot of people whose mother, they don't even want them to know where they live. Not mine. I love mine. But a lot of y'all don't. A lot of y'all don't fuck with your moms. Um, okay. All right. Let's do. Um, well, let's do. Let's 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 get a couple of emails. Before, sometimes we sometimes we get wrapped up in some of these these juicy juicy stories. These juicy stories. Oh, by the way, first of all, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Do we have a tech moment graphic? Tech moment. I just received my goddamn. <clears throat> Audi's Maxwell uh, noise-canceling gaming headphones or wireless, wireless joints. And they are fantastic. So far. So far. I only have one minor. It's not a minor. I have one big gripe. But but one, um, I'm waiting on my wicked cushions to come for them because that, that's a big thing. But uh, they are amazing sounding. They have... Um, so without getting into the technical babble, they have 90 millimeter magnetic planar drivers. And all you really need to know is big, bigger is usually better. And mo- the, the, like the next very, very, very good headphones have 40, 50 millimeter drivers. Okay? And that's like the higher end. They have 40 or 50. Um, at this price... I think they were like $300, $350. At that price, you're not getting no 90 millimeter driver. The net, I, actually, I think these are the only ones I know of that have 90. Um, I, I heard of some with 70. I think those are the solitaire tees. But those cost like $1,400. So, so, so at this price to get noise-canceling noise wireless headphones with a 90 millimeter magnetic planar driver is crazy. Um. Uh, and they, yeah, they sound superb. My only gripe is there's no button on these motherfuckers that will tell you how much battery is left. Right? And that's offset by the fact that it's an 80-hour battery. 80 hours. I've never seen that before, nowhere. So I don't know how all these is getting away with this or what fucking slave uh, uh, workforce they have going on out there. But they don't got They must not be paying nobody. You know, because these are these are thousand dollars. Like they could sell these headphones for like a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars. I think Sony just bought them, or Sony's about to buy them. Ooh, so you know them them XM sevens gonna be amazing. Anyway, uh, back to the oh, do you, oh, you have them in the Trello, huh? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. Advice about hold on. Uh, let's get to this juicy one. I'm engaged in an affair with the married woman. How do I get out? All right. Okay. Hi, Brian and Rob. I'll try to keep this brief. I'm 23 years old and in college, and I met this girl in my class a year ago whom initially I was trying to hook up with, but soon found out that she is married. She is two years younger than me and got married to her high school sweetheart. They've been in a relationship for six years now. After learning she was married, I disregarded the idea of being a homewrecker. And I thought I could just be friends with her. But after a year of us getting to know each other, in and out of class, and getting very close, we eventually started having sex and have been seeing each other even more than before. This has been going on for almost two months. Aside from wrestling with the clear moral dilemma of invading someone's relationship, I have developed what I feel to be real feelings for this girl. Stop right there, sir. No, 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 no. (laughs) Stop this. Listen, I'm listen. Th- this is my kryptonite, too. I, I got I got the captain save a whole gene, you know, and I got to fight it with all my might. But uh, but, you know, don't do not get in a rela- I'm going to read the rest of this. Some backstory on me. <clears throat> I've had self-esteem issues my whole life and constantly feeling capable of being loved or sincerely loving myself. OK, 
Welcome to the club. In essence, this girl makes me feel seen and like somebody cares about me. But I know even if she gets a divorce, it's a bad idea to consider something long-term with her. My guy, you watch the pod. Um... But I know even if she gets a divorce, blah, 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 blah. Okay, all my friends and family who I've discussed this with have told me it's a bad idea and have wisely advised me to end my relationship with this girl. I understand that there are plenty of fish in the sea. However, even before we started getting intimate, I was feeling a real connection with her. I don't feel justified calling it love because I've never been in love before and don't know what it feels like. But it feels like more than just lust. In addition to how she makes me feel, she has told me that she cares about me deeply and thinks about how she wishes she was in a serious relationship with me. I understand this is all talk, and ultimately she isn't good for me, and the right thing to do is to stop talking to her. My question is, do you see any way of getting out of this where no one gets hurt, or should I accept the fact that I've just fucked this woman's life up and that one way or another I have to learn how to move on and how to love myself? Love the show. P.S. Oh, one last thing. You're probably wondering, how does this dude not know or her mans has to know? Well, they both have each other's locations, but she assures me that she has it taken care of. I've asked her, is, she, is he violent? And she said, no, otherwise I wouldn't have married him. But no one really knows how a person will react until it happens. So because I'm paranoid and refuse to believe this dude is as dumb or clueless as he appears, I assume that he's either willfully ignoring it because he loves her too much or he's cheating with someone else or he's plotting my murder. Who knows at this point? Listen, first of all, it is a bad idea. And guess what? You're going to do it anyway. You're going to do it anyway. <laughs> you, you're not special, my guy. You're getting some good pussy from somebody that loves you for the first time in your life or you feel loved. You ain't going to be able to quit that cold turkey. Stop lying to yourself. Because if you could stop, you would stop. You wouldn't be writing me. You already know. You know what I mean? You already know you shouldn't be doing it. You're still doing it. And, you, and it might be real love. I mean, if, if you feel like you really love, I don't know. It might be real love. It's still a bad idea. But but. But love and all that stuff you said, I mean, I've, we've all fallen into the trap. You feel love for the first time. You feel attractive. You feel desired uh, by a woman that you really got feelings for. And you think you're going to be able to quit that cold turkey? Listen, bro, pussy have brought down empires without love involved. You know what I mean? But pussy and love, that's gonna, that, that is the most powerful stuff on earth. A drop of that. If the Sackler family could bottle that shit. They would have everybody hooked on that. If, if if you could get love and pussy in a pill, it would ruin the, the the species. So what I'm saying is, you're right. All the stuff you're saying is right. You shouldn't, but you will, and you got to forgive yourself for whatever happens as a result. To your next point. Oh, and one last thing. You're probably wondering, how does this dude not know? Maybe he knows, maybe he doesn't. A lot of people are weird like that. Um, men tend to not pay attention to the little things the way women do. Um, I, I I think a lot of times in a relationship, if you really know your partner and you really love them, you might not know they cheating, but you can tell something's off. You know, at least my, my spidey sense be tingling. They call it women's intuition or whatever the fuck it is, but it's like you can feel when their little little habits change. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you if you if you've been with somebody for five years and every time they walk in the house they take their shoes off at the door and go to the refrigerator, and then all of a sudden they start coming in the house and going straight to the bedroom and then coming to the refrigerator, you're gonna pick up on that subconsciously. And, and so you might not know that they fucking somebody else, but you know something different. Why they why you acting different all of a sudden? Your habits are changing all of a sudden, and, and you may not even notice. You know what I mean? So it's like little stuff like that. So sometimes, yeah, he might know. He might know something's up. He might not know what's up. Now, her assuring you that she's got it taken care of, that's not specific enough for me. Your husband who <laughs> you're cheating on has your location, which means, and you with me, which means he got my location, but you got it taken care of. How, bitch, what you talk about? How do you have that taken care of? Explain that. You got to tell me the details for my safety. Okay, secondly, is he violent? Okay, listen to me. Listen to me very, very carefully. I don't know if the same rules apply in the rural area or in the trailer park, but I know where I grew up or all the places I grew up. But those of y'all that don't know, I was a, you know, I was a foster kid. So I grew up all over PG County, Maryland and parts of DC. I lived in all sorts of neighborhoods for at least six months to two years, whatever. And this is something I can tell you with 100 million percent certainty. Okay. So many dudes get caught up because they go meet a bitch in the hood. Don't do this. That you, and, and, and this this relate. I'm gonna get to your to your 
question, but this relates to that. And why is that? It's because, I, and I'm not even talking about the setup. I ain't talking about like, oh, you meet a girl that's purposely luring you to the hood to get robbed and all that. But it's because, or, and, or not even just that, or just or going to some birthday party, some girl's family's party or something like that. And my, my, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is women are very bad at gauging what is dangerous for men because they it's not dangerous for them. You understand what I'm saying? Their crazy ass uncle just got out of prison. You're dating, you're dating her. He has some, some affinity for her and she's like, don't worry, he just, he ain't scary because he ain't never scared her. You understand what I'm saying? Women are very good at telling other women what's dangerous for women. But they're very, very bad at telling men. Like a, a woman will tell you a situation is safe for you, and it ain't. It's everything but that. You know what I'm saying? Because because a woman that's around people that she loves, no matter how dangerous they are, she not in danger, and so she think the same shit extends to you. Plenty of men have got fucked up taking a woman's word for it. That you know what I'm saying? I mean, she's she's cheating on her husband with her classmate that has her location. She doesn't make good decisions. So her telling you her husband ain't dangerous don't mean a goddamn thing for you, is what I'm trying to tell you. Don't don't ever take a woman's word for it about what the fuck that ain't dangerous. That that's never like that's not good enough for me. I gotta hear two men tell me it ain't dangerous for me to believe a girl to say it, cause they just be wrong. You know what I mean? That's just my that's just my baby father, Mike. Mike. He did ten years in prison, but he a, he a teddy bear. No, he not, bitch. No, he's not. He's gentle to you. You know what I'm saying? He's gentle to you. The way, like the way the hawk was gentle with with uh with uh Scarlett Johansson, with Black Widow, right? It's like, yeah, but he but he just fucked up New York City. So who so imagine Black Widow going, oh, that's just a hawk. He he harmless. No, he not, bitch. He's harmless to you. Um but yeah, I mean, you already in it, my guy. Enjoy yourself, <laughs> you know, because I know I, I, if I believe for a second that you could that you could actually get out of this, I would tell you to do so. I mean, I think you should, you know. But you're but you're not I, because in in here because here's the thing, people that have that are starved for love, they can't pass up the chance at it. You know what I mean? To love and feel and feel loved, and you getting some pussy. Woo, you're a better man than me. You're a better man than most if you could, if you could break away from that, you know? And, and maybe you will. Maybe you will tell yourself, okay, enough is enough is enough. Maybe she's telling you she's being mistreated. Maybe she's telling you, you know, she giving you the whole whoop de whoop I mean, marrying your high school sweetheart is usually not a good idea, you know, because, you know, your, your damn, your medulla hasn't fully developed. You don't really know who you are completely. You can grow apart very easily. Um, some people make it work. Most people don't. Um, so, you know, maybe 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 the Mormons or the goddamn Amish have the secret sauce. I don't know. Actually, the, the Amish are real smart about it. Right. Don't they don't you you got to leave. You got to leave the farm and go fucking do drugs and party and fuck and fuck bitches and get money. To, and most of them rum, return back. Rumspringer or something. Rumspringer. Yeah. You got to get on your rumspringer. That's why they they don't I don't think they get married at eighteen or seventeen or whatever the fuck I don't think they have high school either so maybe maybe the Amish analogy just fell apart right uh, right away but my point is <laughs> um, I I don't know about being a home wrecker and all of that I, I I mean to me the number one reason you don't fuck with a married woman is because it's it's dangerous <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's dangerous and and also you got to know you know are you dealing with a conniving type of bitch because you know, a cold, heartless, conniving bitch is just gonna do the same thing to you. You know, I, I'm not saying every it's all. You know, 99 percent of the time, it's a bad idea to get in a relationship with somebody that cheated on somebody else with with you, because they're gonna cheat on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's probably what's gonna happen if you don't break this off. That's that is your future. This woman is she looking for safety? This woman is gonna. Slide in your life, and then when she when she go y'all met in class. When she go to get her masters, she gonna be hopping on some other dick in that class. Yeah. And when she go to get her PhD, she gonna be fucking somebody in that class. 
So, I mean, most likely. Not not always. You might you might have you might have found a di- damn diamond in the rough. You you might have you a, a you might have you a damn a unicorn. You know, cuz they out there. They they really are, but I think hu- human beings we tend to all believe that our relationships are special cuz it feels special, you know. Oxytocin's a motherfucker. It feels like your shit's magical. And then you just another statistic. You know? So who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I feel for you, bro. You're in quite the dilemma. You should definitely stop, but you're not going to stop. Forgive yourself. Um, really vet this woman. Okay, we love you. Give us an update. Don't die. Okay. <laughs> Advice about being followed. Hmm. What's up, Brian? This is craze. You got to tell us how to say this, craze. K-R-A-Z-E. Crazy? Is this crazy? Wait a minute. Is this crazy like from Bone Thugs and Harmony? No. Okay. I hope you and Rob are doing well. I'm reaching out because I wanted to know what to do whenever someone is tailing you on the road. Yesterday, I was driving from an anime convention. Okay. And I was speeding on the highway because music, for some reason... Makes me want to speed. I think that's everyone. It's not that's not a mystery. And I almost hit a car because it was going ridiculously slow. <clears throat> I know I was speeding, but I was only going like 10 or 15 over the limit while they were going like 10 or 15 under the speed limit. So to avoid the car, I immediately switched to the right lane and cut off the other car. <laughs> I admit that the way I cut them off was crazy because they almost hit me when I switched lanes. Next thing you know, I noticed that they were following me with their light with their high beams on. They have been following me for at least five to ten minutes. I began to get nervous, so I took the first exit to shake them, but they exited with me. I got back on the highway and then took the next exit, and they followed me again. I drove on the service road, and at the last second, I hopped on the highway and finally lost them for good. My question for you is, what do you do whenever someone is telling you and you can't shake them? Much love to the both of you from Dallas. Um, Well, you got to keep that pistol on you. You got to keep that thing on you in (laughs) Dallas for sure because it's crazy down there. Dallas is crazy. Uh, the driving driving wise anyway Texas is crazy with the driving um, the speed limits are non-existent I, I don't know for the life of me because I on my way here I encounter people that are in the fast lane the speed limit is 70 and they go on 55 in the passing lane for no and it's like you, and for whatever reason I think I've lived in Texas now for a little over a year and I can count on one hand the amount of times I've even seen a highway patrol person. So, and 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 was the, the wild thing is the cops are always looking for speeders. They never pull over these slow pokes, and they cause like most of the traffic. The people that are going too slow, and the people that are going way too fast cause most of the traffic. But everybody in Texas drive fast. I had to learn that immediately. The speed limit is is a is a is a is a, is a floor out here. That's the minimum speed. No, like I, I've been in situations before where it's like, you know, it's 15 cars ahead of me, and I'm like, I'm going. The speed limit is 70. I'm going 80. They all flying farther and farther, but they must be going 9,500. So that's how people drive out on these open highways because that's one of the one. That's one of the only advantages of living in Texas: high speed limits, long stretches of of, of high speed limit highways. That's one of my favorite things about out here. Especially little night drives, you know, you get out there, you get in, and but but um, but anyway, that 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 that's that's beside the point. That's not that has nothing to do with uh, with your question. Well, yeah, you were driving like an asshole. Okay, um, music makes you want to speed. Yeah, so does everyone. Um, I, I'm 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 guessing you were probably behind one of these slow pokes in, in that were in the passing lane going too fucking slow. Um, but you got to check your mirrors, bro. You got to be aware of your surroundings because music makes you want to drive fast, but you got to pay attention. You know what I'm saying? That, that whole situation is on you. Now, road raging people that want to follow motherfuckers, I don't understand the thinking behind that. I, I remember getting into a fight. This was years ago, 10-something years ago. But I remember riding with my with a friend of mine. It was me. She was driving. Her friend was in the passenger seat. I was in the back seat. And I remember this, she getting into it with a guy on the road, whoa, 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 and then follow this motherfucker. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you following this man, 
if he get out the car, if you get, if you follow this motherfucker, like you following somebody to their, it's like chasing somebody into their house. You know what I'm saying? You don't know where the guns at. You don't know where the knives at. You don't know where the animals at. What you doing? You know, if you because uh, you know a motherfucker follow me. Listen, if it depends. Okay, let me let me stop. Let me start over. I'm rambling. It depends on what kind of life you out here living. Is what I'm trying to tell you. You know what I'm saying? If you feel unsafe, drive to the police station. You know what I'm saying? Do don't pull over. Don't go home. Don't let this motherfucker know where you live at. Drive to the police station. And if you want smoke, you know, like if you don't want that smoke, drive to the police station. You know. Um, but if you if you a motherfucker like me, you gotta have that thing on you. You gotta have that thing on you in the vehicle. Because because you're not a, I'm not about to be scared where I live. That's how I feel. It's like you because you know, once I t- I'm cause I'm gonna do the same thing you did. I'm gonna take that exit. If you follow me off the exit, and I get back on the highway and you follow me back on the highway, we got a problem. We got a fucking serious problem. Cause cause now you telling me you intend to follow me where? All the way home? You know what I'm saying? And and I and I and I and I'm and, and listen, and none of this threat and this shit. Right when you when you pull over, right when you step out the whip, you got to have that thing up and ready. Fuck you trying to do, my guy. Because that's the only thing. Cause this dude, I don't know, because what was his intentions? He was gonna follow you to do what? To have a conversation? I just wanted to talk about it. No, no, nigga. Talk, go door to door, talk about Jesus. Don't, don't. <laughs> don't try me out here. Try therapy. Don't try me. That's how I feel. Like once I feel like I'm in danger, then 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 now I gotta be I gotta be more dangerous than you. You know what I'm saying? But you and I don't actually I gotta look up what that what legally. Rob, you're the lawyer, right? You're not, but you're not a criminal lawyer. But I'm but not in, but not in Texas. But legally, somebody following you like that off the highway, does that constitute a threat? It can, but not in right. not by itself, though. Yeah, I mean, you can't. That's the thing. Yeah, so don't listen to me. That's what I. That's that was my emotions talking. Um, because because the thing is, you you do have a legal. I don't know about Texas though. Texas might be different, but in in, in normal places. <laughs> You have a legal obligation to flee, like you you can't like you can't pull over to shoot a motherfucker that's following you. Like I said, going to the police station is the thing to do. That's the right thing to do. That's the smart thing to do. But I don't know if I got that in me. I don't know if I got that in me. You know, now maybe now maybe if, if they start doing something dangerous, like to literally put you in danger, like they're trying to side swipe you and shit like that, then maybe you can pull over and. And uh, and, and bust your gun. I don't know. Um, so all I'll say is this: Hey, stay armed out there, my friend. You in Texas? You should have a pistol. Period. Point blank. Period. If you anywhere, you should have whatever weapons you allowed to have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just just in case shit like cause shit go down out here, you got to have a goddamn dash cam and a goddamn pistol. My dash cam on the way. You got to have a damn dash cam and a pistol. It just that's just what Texas is, bro. When I meet when I meet Texans that's unarmed, that shit makes me feel I laugh at them. That shit makes me that's funny to me. Cause you don't know who got a motherfucking gun out here. You don't know who got one on you. You just gotta assume everybody got one on them. So why not? Why don't you have yours? You know, keep it on you like your penis. Um. But you know, you did the right thing. You did the right thing by losing the guy. That was a smart thing to do. There's no point in dying over a damn traffic thing, you know. But but I I also understand the road rage. Some people feel like, hey, you try, you almost killed me, you know. So that like that they they take it, they take you you cutting in front of them at high speed is the same as you waving a pistol at them, you know. They're like, you almost killed me, you fucking idiot. That's how some people feel, even though they themselves have. Almost hit somebody before or cut somebody off by mistake, you know? So don't kill anybody unless you have to. But make sure you send us an email about it. Hello, Nathaniel here. Long time listener, first time caller, so to speak. I'm in Denver and seeing you at Comedy Works twice. And I must thank you for the laughs, firstly. Secondly, the state is releasing wolves into the wild. Didn't we read this one? The state is releasing wolves into the wild within the next couple of months, exact location not yet announced to public. How, anyhow, it's very controversial to say the least. I think folks are going to dislike 
what these wolves end up doing. But I'm no wolf scientist. Hopefully you find some interest in this. Please check out this article on wolf safety that the state wildlife has published. While in wolf country, make lots of noise when coming or going during dusk and dawn when wolves are most active. This includes when moving about the campsite as noises are likely to spook wolves away. Are they? They said noises are likely. Okay. Never feed a wolf or make food available that could attract a wolf to where you're at. Keep livestock inside at night, closing all doors to the space to prevent wildlife, including wolves, from getting in. Okay. First of all, wait a minute. Why are they releasing wolves? If a wolf is encountered, never approach the wolf. <laughs> Instead, talk firmly to it. <laughs> oh, man. Instead, talk firmly to it and keep eye contact so that the animal knows it's been seen. I don't think that's good advice. I, now, listen, I'm no wolf expert either, but if this was Colorado was telling people, that sounds like the thing to not do. I don't think you're supposed to look an animal. I don't think you're supposed to look a wolf in the eyes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a, is that not a universal predator mammal thing? You don't look it in the eyes. Because uh, that feels like you. I don't, I, yeah, don't, cause, I don't know about that. I, I know I know that like you're not supposed to like smile at chimpanzees, right? Because showing your teeth is is like perceived as a threat, right? But I don't know if it's universal that you're not supposed to look predators in the eyes. Um Yeah, I guess all the experts are saying Okay, see, see. so Western Wildlife says look them in the eyes. The state of Colorado says look them in the eyes. Alaska says look them in the eyes. But goddamn BePrepared.com says don't stare the animal down. They see that as a challenge. They say that about wolves specifically or just generally? Yes, it says wolves hunt prey that is on the run and typically if their prey doesn't run they don't pursue the attack and you wouldn't want to look like running prey now would you don't stare the animal down wolves see this as a challenge or a threat and that was in 2014 that was in 2014 so this motherfucker might be dead for all we know that's not (laughs) a recent post doesn't that seem like the opposite though doesn't it seem like wolves if you turn away from them isn't that prey like behavior that would make a wolf attack you as opposed well, to well, staring it, back at it is something that like a rabbit would never do well I, well, well look what, I, what i'm saying is i thought that you you're supposed to stare at it but not in the eyes you know what i mean we're getting way too getting way too specific with uh i'm 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 just gonna like make like like because because the point is so for the wolf to know that you see it oh I but see. i think staring it staring it in the eyes it's like you challenging it, you know. Okay. So right. I don't know. I mean, like I said, that was a 2014 post, and I don't see this guy having any more posts on BePrepared.com. So he might have fucked up. Um. Yeah, but uh, but a lot of the most of the survival websites say to maintain eye contact. So hey, you learn something new every day. That feels wrong, but. Uh, um, it's it's wild that the number one thing isn't stay the fuck out of wolf country. Like, why? What does what do you mean if you're in wolf country? What <laughs> for? What reason would you be out there? It doesn't make any sense. I think pretty large parts of Colorado are now wolf country because they just they've been reintroducing them to maintain the population of other animals. Um, right? Is it? That's Colorado, right? Yeah, but why are they releasing yeah. wolves? Are they trying to call? Some other population of stuff. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just for general popular uh, ecosystem maintenance. I think okay, look, Colorado it says here one of the keystone species. If an attack seems imminent, use bear spray or swing a large stick at the wolf. <laughs> I don't think that's going to do a goddamn thing. You better not swing a stick at the wolf. I mean, I guess that's your only <laughs> your, your only option. Uh, you know, well, it's it so like funny first, to me. Number one should be buy bear spray then. Why is number one okay. not buy some fucking bear spray? And this right here lets you know that the politicians at the state of Colorado are absolutely fucking, you know. 
The last tip is, if attacked, fight back and try to remain standing. Now, what the fuck does that mean? If a wolf attacks you, what does try to remain standing mean? Try <laughs> to remain standing. The, the, I feel like this was written by people that have never actually been. These, the, the state of Colorado also Googled this. This is what happened. The people that wrote this list have never been near a wolf. You ain't you ain't if a wolf decides that you go onto the ground, that's what the fuck you going at. You know what I mean? That's like that's like you going if Khabib Nurmagomedov attacks you, try to remain standing. How the fuck are you gonna do that? Well, how? What are you gonna what are you gonna of course you're gonna try you're going down immediately. Tell me what to do on the ground. Don't tell me to try to stay stay standing. A wolf's underbelly and face are sensitive areas that can be good to strike. Hey, listen, you know what? My advice is the same with this as my advice for all the emails today are all the same. The road rage guy, this wolf shit, and the guy that is, uh, and the homewrecking guy. Um, get a pistol, keep it on you. Get a pistol and keep it on you. The kind that could take down a wolf or an angry husband. It's, ver- it's versatile weaponry out there. Um, Okay, that's been it. That's been our, that's our episode. That's enough. I feel like we talked about enough stuff. Hey, if you, again, yep. you know, if, if you want to support the show, buy something from a sponsor or like, share, comment, um, argue in the comments. I think that helps the algorithm for some reason. They like negativity. That helps us the most. Um, yep, arguments in the comments. No, um, um, but I appreciate all of the support, and and we'll see y'all next week.